0: Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Herridge here with your Daily Vera Investing videocast. We have a new addition to the team today for our uh, our morning, uh, afternoon podcast here, videocast. Our new whiteboard. Going to share some of this data with you here. It's a big board, by the way. Maybe it's a little too big. Going to share some data with you. It's very important. This is going to be a new addition to our uh, daily presentations here. You know, we could always do the the split screen, and we could always do some, uh, some high-tech renderings, if you know. But that's what everybody else does. You know, we're, we're old school, right? I, I certainly am. Sorry, you gotta put up with that, but that's what works for me. Hey, folks, good morning, good afternoon. Look, uh, <clears throat> you've been talking about this here with you overbought markets, right? Trees don't grow to the sky overnight. But we're in a new bull market, and we have the data to back it up. That's what's on that whiteboard. I'll show you in just a second, okay? First of all, I wanna tell you, we're gonna be out of town for a few days. Tyler and I are headed to Wyoming, Casper, Wyoming, where we're um, working with an oil and gas company, uh, Lost Soldier Oil and Gas, on the drilling. Of a brand new field uh, that's, that's pretty, we're pretty excited about it. We're going to be there for the spudding of the well, which happens uh, on Friday, and tomorrow we're going to be at the site and checking out all the formations with the entire team there. So we'll be out. Uh, no podcast today, tomorrow, or Friday, and, and no no video cast either day. We'll be back here with those again next week. Of course, as always, we're, we're watching the markets. Have our team here at the office watching for us as well. Uh, but um, look, <clears throat> we've been talking about this overbought market. And um, the, Fed, the Fed meeting, not Fed meeting, the, the Jay Powell's uh, 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 presser or speech coming up from Jackson Hole, Wyoming on Friday. And uh, look, <clears throat> in our views, we've been buying since late May, early June. We didn't know for sure that the bear market was over, and no one can really know that until in the future. But what we said then is what we've said consistently is that the lows are in place for our stocks, right, that most stocks begin acting better. And then we saw uh, the internals began to act better. Leadership began to act better. The semis acted better. All the things that mattered most acted better. And, folks, again, i got to repeat this because nobody else is saying it, and I don't know why. This is big. We've had three bear markets in four years, right? Unprecedented. That's unprecedented, right? In the previous two, we were back to all-time highs within five months. Now, that's not, you know, you can't say we have a repeating pattern off of three events now, okay? The point I'm making, though, is that this recovery is acting like the last two. Brutal drawdowns. The average stock down 40, 50, 60% in the last, in in these three rare markets, okay? Yeah, the S P and 100 only fell 24%, but NASDAQ fell 34%, right? Semis fell 38%. This all happened in a short period of time, really five, six months. And, you know, that's brutality. But the average stock was down 50, 60%. You know that because I'm sure you owned them like we did. Okay. So the point being, if that's over now, and we believe it is, that dips are buying opportunities. And that's been our approach. We got some other data here to share with you before I bring out the, the new whiteboard. Uh, this is thanks to, 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 uh, to uh, Carson uh, Investments. The SP of 100 last week hit an uh, advanced decline line, hit an all-time high. That's very rare for that to happen when the markets are 10% below all-time highs. Like, it's very rare. Seven, seven, uh, the last seven times this happened, the markets have been higher all seven times a year later with an average gain of 15.6%. Again, underneath the surface, the internal has been getting better. We see that with an all-time high in the uh, advanced decline line for the S&P 500. Now it's time for the whiteboard. Okay. I got two pieces of analytics here for you, right? One that we've been covering with you. Now, we've been covering this one since the end of June. Since 1932, when you have a horrible first half of the year, which we just had, right? We were down 21% in the first half. That's one of the worst five starts of the year going back to 1932. When that happens, the next six months, so into year end, the markets are up on average 23.7%. And they're higher 100% of the time. And it carries over into the next year. That's number one. Again, it's 100% uh, uh, – it's happened 100% of the time, and there's the average gain, 23.7%. That's powerful, right? This one's even better. We've been talking to you here about the midterm election cycle and how – this is a big board. We've been talking to you about the midterm election cycle and how powerful it is. Look at this. Since 1950, when the, midterm, when the markets have bottomed at the midterms, and that, that bottom takes place between August the 14th and September the 4th. So we're in that window right now, aren't we? When the bottom takes place since 1950, the markets have averaged, over the next 12 months, 32.3% gains. 18 out of 18 times. 18 out of 18 times. Okay? So... We're going to keep sharing this with you, okay? I don't think I'm going to change this whiteboard for a while. We may have to bring out a smaller one to add other other components to it. But you know, I like to focus on the things that matter most, okay? And that's that. I'm a simple Texas guide that works for me. What matters most is how the markets respond after bear markets and how the markets respond after uh, uh, big events like midterm elections. I got to re- also remind everybody. You know the Florida elections last night could hardly have gone better for the Republican Party. Okay, uh, again it's primaries. Okay, but the right people seem to have won. Trump was, I think, a hundred percent for his for his uh, for his, uh, 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 predictions last night. Again, just uncanny how how he predicts somebody's going to win, they win. Of course, he's got a lot of juice. But it's what happened down the line. Okay, with school boards. Okay, they they flip from from liberal to repu- to, to to conservative. And that happened time after time after time in Florida. And again, you can say, well, Florida's a conservative state. But I think we're seeing a pattern here of the red pilling of America. We've talked about how 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 bullish that's gonna be for stocks. It's in our book, right? The big bribe. It's one of our mega trends about the markets moving higher. Uh, there's so many powerful mega trends that are happening. Now very few people are talking about folks. We are in the minority. And it's the contrary, and that's exactly where I want to be. Get the book. See so what you think about it, okay? BigBribeBook.com or get it on Amazon.com. Uh, again, the, the book is The Big Bribe. Pick it up on Amazon.com or BigBribeBook.com. Um, so what's happening, though, with the, with the midterms, worst case, we're going to have a divided Congress right? and, and, and a divided D.C. We're going to have gridlock. Because Republicans are going to win the House. If they don't win the House, then this was a massive rig job, right? And and I think the country becomes ungovernable. If they rig this election so that Republicans don't at least take the House, I think this country becomes ungovernable, okay? I I, I believe that Republicans win the House. I also think they win the Senate. But regardless, it's going to be a, a divided D.C. Guess what else the markets love? Not just the 12 months after the midterms, the markets love gridlock in D.C., these are really, really powerful uh, uh, underlying macro uh, pieces of analytics that go back many, 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 many decades that are almost 100% accurate. So, again, we like to focus on the things that are repeating patterns, that, that have worked time and time and time again. Uh, there's never a guarantee, but that gives you your highest probability for success. That's, that's our approach here. As we covered yesterday, again, J Powell is speaking on Friday. Uh, We're going to be in Wyoming. We'll we'll, we'll wave to to the money printers as we pass them by. Uh, They're at Jackson Hole. We're going to be in Casper. Uh, But Jay Powell, as I said yesterday, and I'll repeat it again today, get ready to hear data dependent. We're data dependent. We're data dependent. I think over under on that's 100, I take the over. And the reason is is that everybody knows they've got to continue to to show a a brave and and a strong face, right, about fighting inflation. That's their big bugaboo. But all the data we see shows that inflation is falling, but they can't really – they can't say, okay, you know, mission accomplished, right? It's too soon for that, clearly. So they've got to talk a good game. But data-dependent because of what we're seeing underneath the surface in the economy. If you see this yesterday, housing start – new housing starts at the lowest level since 2016, right? Housing is in a housing recession, Okay. Also, the global PMIs are now showing not just a a slowdown, but a sharp reversal. And this is for the U.S. economy, for Europe, and for Japan, okay, and pretty much everywhere. emerging markets, of course, have been hit hard as well. Uh, The strong dollar is helping them, by the way, but but, but they need all the help they can get. Dollar shortages are another story. So what we're talking about here is a Fed that must be data-dependent. Because they know that underneath the surface, the economy is weakening a great deal because look who's president. We have Obama 2.0. We are not going to have a runaway strong economy like we have with Trump. The Fed knows this. That's why you're going to see rates here. We believe rates have peaked. Again, the 10-year is back to 3.1%. You know, if we get back over to 3.5%, we'll have to revisit this entire uh, uh, theory and, and belief system we have about the markets. I just don't see that happening. Again, we have a 40-year trend. Of lower rates i think that's a, a repeating pattern that's going to hold up that trend line has held up by the way so we think inflation the rates and, and the dollar which is back to again those near top levels but we think at least in, inflation rates and the dollar have peaked and are reversing lower and then we're going to see again a big move higher in the midterms what we just shared on the whiteboard with you and it's going to continue post the midterms um, and again sentiment is just still far too bearish okay so we got a, a a lot of people that they're scared to death of this market. That's when big moves higher take place, right? Even with the data I just shared with you uh, about you know the markets uh, moving higher, eighteen out of eighteen times going back to nineteen fifty in the midterms with a thirty-two percent return or whatever. Even with that, people are going yeah, but I think this time is different. You know, people just don't trust Biden. You're right not to, and people are very very worried about where we're going as a country. There are a lot of reasons to be afraid. I get all that. But the point being, as a, as a contrarian, this is when big moves higher take place, when people aren't invested. If everybody's already sold, who's left to sell? That's kind of the underlying premise of, of that. And right now, fund managers are deeply, deeply underinvested, and retail investors are still in shock. Again, three bear markets in four years. Certainly can understand why. Um, all right, folks, a lot more I could cover here, but we'll keep it kind of short. Again, we're going to be out of the office here for a few days. Uh, we'll see you back on Monday. Have a great uh, rest of your week. Let's go, j Powell. Data dependent, data dependent, data dependent. This market's going higher. We're buyers on this dip, okay? Uh, we may have some volatility into, into, into late this week and early next week. But the trend is now our friend going higher. We've got to get back past the 200-day moving averages, and then we're a full-on bull market. A little bit of trepidation until then, but again, we're buyers on dips. That's been our approach since late May, early June, and it has not changed. We have our favorite stocks you like. Come and join us at vrainsider.com. Again, vrainsider.com. We'll show you what those are. Have a great day, folks. We'll see you back again on Monday. Bye-bye.